Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. On today's episode, we dive into the meanings of words like dominant, masculine, structure, order, and words like submissive and feminine, surrender, and chaos. And we talk a lot about how embodying our own side of this equation in our dominant submissive dynamic has brought us closer and closer together, while at the same time helping each of us let down the walls that we held and kept each other's love at arm's length in the past. This is a really beautiful episode. It was such a great conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. I want to start today's conversation just talking a little bit about something that happened for us a couple years into our dom-sub dynamic, where we both started to realize that there was something else, like something else going on here, not just the the leader and follower thing, but it kind of just started to feel like there was something, a bigger truth at play that it was just, there was something really right about kind of the feeling of leading you and and the, the feeling I felt you having of letting go. Because I could see you relaxing and coming more and more into yourself and just chilling out, slowing down, and really for the first time in the 10 years that I had known you at that point. So as we got into this, that's where we started to uncover some of these words that people hear us use now, like masculine energy and feminine energy and polarity and order and structure and chaos. And so I want to have a bit of a conversation today just discussing what some of those words mean to us and how those concepts play out in dominance and submission in our lives. So, you know, to start with, I think it's, it's valuable to understand a little bit about how people apply meanings to words. Right. And when, if you've ever had a, like an argument with someone or a discussion with someone where it seems like you're not seeing eye to eye, and then one person like, oh, you're saying that, and it, I thought that meant this. You're like, no, this meant that. Yeah, and back when I read The Four Agreements, and he started talking about words are symbols. Symbols, yeah. And he used the tree analogy. I believe that was from that yeah. book, right? How we see a tree, and most people call it a tree, but we, we're in agreement that it's a tree. Like, it's it's pretty simple. But when you get outside of such, like, I don't know, concrete, more what feels like a factual, that's a tree or that's Mm -hmm. a car, um, then that's where things get really complicated. And we bring our own meanings from our own lens of life Mm -hmm. to words. And then that creates our experiences. So that words as symbols thing is exactly where I was going because 
like two people can look at a tree and both agree that it's a tree. Mm -hmm. But the word tree isn't actually what it is. Right. You can say, well, okay, so it's not a tree. It's actually like a piece of wood <laughs> that is... Okay, now we're just using different words to describe it. <laughs> like you can't use words to actually state the essence of what something is or what it means. We're just trying to describe something that is actually undescribable. Right. Even in describing something as simple as a tree. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody didn't know the word tree, and I pointed at that and said tree, as long as they knew what I was pointing at, they might know that I was pointing at that thing, and we both know what that thing is, even if we use different words to describe it, if we speak different languages, for example. But we can be speaking different languages even when we're speaking the same language because of what you said, meanings. Right. So it's an important place to start this conversation to talk a little bit about meanings of words. Because it's pretty easy in things that we start to discuss here, like dominance and submission. they can mean very different things to different people, extremely different things to different people. Right. I've been asked several times, like, what is submission? What does submissive mean to you? And, like, I don't need to get into exactly what it is, but what I will say that just the there's a common theme that submissive equals weak. Mm -hmm. An assumption. Yeah. Um, and there's no weakness in submission. <laughs> it's the very opposite mm -hmm. um, when you truly experience it. The extremes of the assumptions around this are sometimes we get these direct messages where people say, like, does Dawn ever get to talk? <laughs> or how often do you let her out of her cage? <laughs> <laughs> Just to use the bathroom. <laughs> Only if you've been a good girl. <laughs> like, the, the assumptions that what they think it means mm -hmm. is the same as what it means to us. And, projection. Right, and that is, that's projection and it's assumption and it's, it gets at this whole meaning of word thing that's important. And it's important in the discussion we're going to have here today, but it's also important for people who are maybe meeting new potential partners yeah, and starting to talk about like wanting a dominant submissive relationship. And one person assumes that means that the submissive is locked in a cage and only gets let out to use the bathroom and doesn't get to talk. And the other person thinks that it means something much deeper and more spiritual and meaningful like we do. And you could be on very different pages when thinking like, oh, we both want a dom-sub relationship. So getting to sharing our understandings of some of these words is important, but it's also an important concept, I think, for anyone listening to this to know what these words mean to you yeah. if you're going to be discussing them with someone mm -hmm. and what they don't mean to you. So maybe this conversation helps to add a little bit of color and context to the 
the meanings of those words because again they're they're just words trying to point at a deeper truth and what you want to experience right well that's the deeper truth mm-hmm. right it's like tree submissive does that mean cage or does that mean deeply loved and taken care of and having let go of control right so the i want to start on the on the masculine dominant side of this equation and just kind of talk through a little bit of this because when we say dominant when i talk about being dominant what i mean is first and foremost that i am a dominant man not that i am a dominant in a relationship it's that i hold a sense of inner strength i have self-control that i am in charge of my own reality first and foremost and that i lead you and anything else in my life with a sense of that inner strength as the as the guide and as the structure of it and that really aligns with what masculine means because masculine doesn't mean man it doesn't mean manly and it certainly doesn't mean a certain kind of manly it really is pointing at a sense of leadership and that's what gets to the word structure and order because it is my job as a as a dominant as a masculine figure to create structure in my life and in the world around me to bring the world around me into into some sort of order to create something out of the chaos of of the world as it is including you as you are and to build something and move towards what i see as the best thing that i can create so on the flip side of that we have feminine and we have submissive you kind of already mentioned a little bit about what submissive means to you but when you hear or describe what the word submissive and feminine means to you how would you put that into words um words are so hard when it comes to these things because the feminine is chaos mm-hmm. and yes I've heard that um, plenty in in the past when we were newly into this like understanding the deeper truths of what was happening and what was evolving inside of us and I got to a point where I stopped inputting all of that information quite a while ago mm-hmm. because um, well <laughs> First and foremost, I listened to my intuition and it was telling me stop. (laughs) 
but what I uncovered was what can truly happen in embodiment, in connecting with your body and receiving the truths out of my body instead of trying to logic my way into an understanding with my mind because that's where these other associations are going to come from. And so what has really evolved for me in these words are, yes, I would still use chaos to the feminine. It's this, it's this um, energy that doesn't want, like, it's just big and ever-changing and just a flow of experience. And then like submission, like it's attached to surrender. Mm -hmm. And what for me, my experience of this word has become is truly connecting with my soul and surrendering to the experience my soul is here to have. And which means letting go of controlling the bigness of my femininity, of my feminine essence and expression, which means letting go of controlling any other person in all the subtle ways in what their life experience has been. It means letting you be fully you in all of your expression. It means like, for me, this, this is the way I'm going to put it, like to stop giving a fuck about the minor details of life. <laughs> I mean, like really when it, when it comes to it, it's like, well, you don't get to decide what you eat. Well, <laughs> you can really get hung up on that question, which isn't even completely true, or you can see the deeper truth um, of the experience underneath it. And that is being liberated from the trying to make sense of the world through my mind and really allowing this felt experience to come alive in my body. Because the more that I've connected to this chaos of energy, I, I think I'd call it an energy, inside of me, like what feels like my essence, the more that I have recognized the need for your control. And I can, there's plenty that I can take that deeper unless you have something to say to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go there. But I wanted to come back to something that you said about chaos and letting go of control. Because I can imagine when some people hear that, oh, like yeah. letting go of control and then having things be chaotic doesn't sound particularly safe. Right. So when I say chaos, like what comes to my mind is like the ocean, the ever flowing, mm -hmm. like the tide goes in, the tide goes out, but the ocean is, is just there. And the way that I define chaos is it's the, well, it's the opposite of order. Yeah. So 
it is chaos is disorderly it's not there is not structure to chaos chaos is everything like every possibility all existing at the same time as if they're all real all right now so if you can imagine having a million different potential outcomes of any given decision chaos is the existence of all of those possibilities mm -hmm. and that is the essence of feminine and again not woman right feminine so <clears throat> the meanings that can get attached especially to words like chaos are you know instead of representing just the the chaotic nature of not being orderly and structured picture a train station with 10,000 people all crisscrossing and running around like there's no straight lines there's nobody like gathering everything together and making sure that everything is that everyone is in a straight line and single file and on time like it's it's just a chaotic environment that's mm -hmm. that's chaos it's not necessarily dangerous or wrong right it just is right and it's pretty easy for people to hear when we start talking about these words hear things like order and structure if the meaning that you have in your head about order and structure is that's good mm -hmm. and the meaning you have in your head is that chaos is bad mm -hmm. or dangerous or unsafe or whatever it might be that you're, the assumption can be that order is good, chaos is bad, masculine is the, the good or the better thing, and feminine is the worst thing, mm -hmm. and dominant is the one in power and control where get, who gets everything they want, and submissive is the doormat who gets walked all over and used. Right. And that's the, like, that's the danger of these words, because really the, the point of the words isn't good and bad or better and worse. It is trying to point at the, f the opposite nature of these two things. Right. In a way that they are equally beautiful and valuable and important and necessary. Right. So in my experience of the word chaos, like, I'm not claiming to be an expert in <laughs> any of this kind of thing. Like my, no, but you're just an expert in being chaotic. Well, my experience is, <laughs> like, what I can speak to is how my experience has aligned with this. And I, I want to speak to chaos because, you know, you can hear that. And in my past, I operated in a very masculine forward energy. Like everything about my life was very responsible, structured, order, and that's how I felt safe. You've heard me talk about fitness quite a bit. One way that played out was I needed my workout like early in my day because then I felt better. Otherwise, like there was this like 
thinking about it and oh my gosh when am I going to get it in and what it's what is it going to be like and so there it was just like boom here in my day and then also it was like a planner I wanted to make sure my calendar was all like I knew what was going to happen even though (laughs) life happens but just having that um, structure to the calendar was like its own safety so Mm -hmm. you know that was two ways that a lot of that played out and so when I started being like hearing the feminine is chaos, it was like, okay, what's, what's, <laughs> what's that? that? Yeah, <laughs> what's that? And so I, you know, I went down this emotional healing path, and it wasn't that I didn't feel emotion. Like I cried, and I, but to me, emotion meant sadness. <laughs> Really, Mm -hmm. it was like, you would hear like, I'm emotional. When people say I'm emotional, a lot of times it seems to be this connotation of, I cry, I allow myself to cry. Or there's something wrong with me. Or that, yeah. I'm emotional, I need to work on that. (laughs) Or I need to learn how to not, right. Right, and so what I started to recognize as I would feel these different emotions and let things go and and recognize the ways that like I judged anger and that wasn't okay and all of a sudden I had this anger coming up that needed to be felt from my past what I was able to connect to through my body was my ability to feel a lot of emotions all at one time like I can be super excited like excitement but super like Ah, I'm afraid all at one time like and I can hold Mm -hmm. that I can hold the I am super happy about this but this also makes me sad like in relation to the same experience all at the same time Mm -hmm. and so like to me like emotions can feel chaotic and so when we get to like ride that emotional wave of letting things flow through you like that's one version that I feel the chaos come alive in me, but the keyword is alive. Right. Because it's, it's, it's this, yeah, it's just riding that wave. And, and you accept it so you can feel it as aliveness instead of judging it and trying to slam yourself back into some kind of structure. Right. And then another experience of chaos is the wanting everything all at once yeah go there so you know i i use food because that's an easy thing that we all need every single day and so someone could say well what do you want for dinner and i'd be like well pizza sounds good but a hamburger sounds good but so does sushi and can i have a little bit of dessert too And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can't even eat all of that, (laughs) right? Or if it's like, where do you want to go out for dinner? Well, this place sounds good, but this place sounds good, but this place sounds good. And so I can want all of these things all at the same time. Yeah. And so I just want to finish that, like accepting that the nature of the desires even when they're like, well, I know I can't have it all. 
that in itself can feel very chaotic and that's where we get into some of that overthinking very easily because it's like, well, I want this, I want this, I want this. Oh, I can't have it all. Right. I need to make some sense of this. Mm-hmm. And that's like, there's, there's two different directions to go with that. The first one being for, for you, that kind of acceptance of wanting things that you couldn't have was a big step for you in that just kind of happened as we went deeper into this dom sub dynamic like all of a sudden you're i remember sitting around a fire with you one time (laughs) and you like you broke down in tears because you realized that you would never ever let yourself dream for what like for what I wanted in life for myself. Yeah. And so this like just started to unravel in you and be set free in you as we went deeper and farther into me being your order, being your structure and you letting go of your own. Right. The other thing with that whole concept is how chaos on its face is going to represent wanting what you can't have because it's if you are only wanting what you can have you've already applied order and structure to your own desire yes so this is a chaotic way of being to let yourself want and to let your want be bigger than your than than logic i guess yeah my like the step one for me was recognizing how i really didn't i can and i didn't let myself want which is controlling myself mm-hmm. like there's all sorts of ways that i recognize that i've done this like my whole life was control Um, and so then step two was like letting myself want, but then I only let myself want the things that I knew I could get. I only let myself ask you for the things that I knew you would be a yes to. And I was like, oh crap, (laughs) that's not it either. No, that's, (laughs) that's just as much in control. Another form of control. And I, over and over and over again, I have had to, um, accept the ways that I had been operating. So to shine the light on the masculine side of this for a little bit, there can be a real, real challenge for a man who is trying to step into that masculine role, into that dominant role. If you are coming to me And this was definitely something that I had to work through myself in this whole process. If you're coming to me, and let's use the food example, like, I want, like, burgers sound really good, but so does sushi and um, this and that and that, but not this. If I receive that, that chaos, through some sort of a lens of an assumption that you need to, that you're supposed to know what you want but I'm getting this 
what seems like an unhinged expression that doesn't make any sense, then I can, I can take that in and like, this is the root of why you hear men talk about women being crazy. <laughs> like she's not crazy. She just, she's chaotic mm -hmm. and it's actually beautiful. As long as that expression of chaos is also met with the willingness to let go of control of outcomes. Right. Because if you bring that, that chaotic expression to me and I decide on burgers, like, first of all, I could be like, I'm, I have all of the conditions for failure set up here because whatever I choose I'm not giving her something that she wants that's one way to look at it I can also choose and have you somehow or another react in a way that is displeased with the choice because maybe I didn't pick the thing that you actually wanted most yeah that would be the subtle way of mm -hmm. control mm -hmm. so you know, it, it takes both sides of this. And this is why we get at this whole idea of being functional opposites. We're not trying to be equals. We're not aiming at equality. We're aiming at being equally opposite. I want to finish the third thing that you can bring light to that opportunity of, oh, she wants burgers, pizza, and sushi, and I can pick one and like, wow, it can be a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to make the decision and I can pick what I want best out of those three. Yep. Perfect. And that's the ideal of how this plays out. What where... it truly can become when mm -hmm. both people work through their inner um, issues, let's yeah. call them. Well, and, and that's the big thing with, for the masculine or the dominant side of this thing, the, the issues come a lot of times around this desire or need to please. Yeah. Which if the goal or objective is to give you everything you want, I'm going to fail. Yep, because chaos means that I don't know what I want. Like I can, th I can think that I want this, I want this, I want this, but that's a lot and I don't actually know the thing I want. And that's an important aspect from, in my experience, is truly deepening into the acceptance of that chaotic nature. Mm -hmm. Because when I did that, like something just came alive in me and it continues to open up the ability to desire and to desire for more and big. And like, that's another word, accepting of, I want more and I'm always gonna want. Yeah. And that's where, like, like you said, that's where this can really go. The, the mess that the dominant side, the masculine has to straighten out is the need for you, like the need to make sure that you are never, ever upset. Right. Because if I'm like, that's a, a lack based versus an abundance based approach to leadership, to make all of my decisions based on what is not going to upset you. Mm -hmm. But that's really what I did before I tried, before I really started to work on myself and build my own sense of inner strength where I can say, we're going to do this. And own it. 
yep. with confidence. So like that, that is the, that's why like I teach men being dominant isn't about being a dom in a relationship. It's about being dominant in here, but doing the inner work to have a sense of inner strength and confidence and being solid with yourself all the way through. Mm-hmm. Because then you can own your side of this. What's well, not a 50-50 equation, it's a 100-100 equation. Right. It's, I can be 100% of your structure, of your order, and you can be 100% of my love and my chaos. So you can bring all of the energy of chaos, all of the ideas, all the options. You can come up with ideas I would never come up with in a million years because of how connected you are to so much more energy in that realm than I am. And I used to be more connected to that, by the way. Like, this is a part of what gets let go of in me to step more into structure. As I've taken on more of, like, making sure our calendar is in line and watching all of the details of life so you don't have to be looking out for anything that's missed, I get more and more and more into the structure, which means I'm also less and less and less into the into the options and ideas. And I count and re- I rely on you for that. Do you have more to share on what that experience has been like? Because I definitely have to share on what it has been like stepping out of more of that masculine, coming more into the feminine from my experience. Well, I'll just kind of sum it up this way. Before I did all this inner work to be, to be stronger inside of myself, I definitely lived in a more feminine, go with the flow, chaotic kind of, I don't want to be tied down to anything. And I had a really hard time following through on something like a checklist. I remember. Um, And like, that was, that was how I went through life. Mm -hmm. So stepping more into not forcing myself to get good at those things but doing the work to be strong on the inside, those things have come naturally. And as I've done that, some of the more go with the flow, like lighthearted, um, softer sides of me, uh, softer sides isn't the right, isn't the right word. The more ideas kind of flowy side of me, just isn't really there anymore because I'm, I'm, I am becoming and have become a lot of the structure and order for my life and for yours. So I'd love to hear your side of it. That is incredibly interesting listening to you because I've watched myself go from being like, I prided myself on how responsible I was. And other people saw that in me at a very young age. It was like what I got validated for. And I just thought it was part of who I was. I probably would have equate, called it personality for some reason. Um, But, you know, but what I have come to understand is, so 
you know, walking into this and coming across these words of like masculine and feminine and then being feminine and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to share this aspect is because I know feminine doesn't equate woman, but um, in in polarity where it's the yin and the yang, like if you're in your masculine and we want to have this polarized desire filled flow of energy, I need to be in my feminine. Mm -hmm. And so like there needs to be one and the other. And so what I've had to do was recognize those ways that I was controlling. Well, what that is, is my own, some call it masculine shield, call it masculine wounding. And so like kind of looking back at my life, I recognized that for whatever my life experiences are that I can't remember everything of, I put these walls into place to protect myself and they, as a feminine being, um, being chaos and thrown into a chaotic world, we naturally, in in my understanding and, and, and experience, that the natural response as a feminine being is to try to create that love and safety and get your needs met. Mm-hmm. And so when that's not happening earlier on in life, we create these walls of protection and like you without even thinking about it it's like you can't hurt me like and what it does is it it gives us this false um, idea of control to our systems but it's a comfort zone right Mm -hmm. and so what I had what surrender and submission was to me was recognizing all of these ways that I had these walls built and what I understand now is all of these walls were blocking your penetration of the masculine and as I've let go of the emotions attached to all of that pain from my past and childhood all of a sudden I've naturally felt more like the chaos I've naturally connected more to my moment to moment emotional experience of life and I started to feel more and more love from you because the walls around my heart are dropping. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, shoot, all these ways that I felt so responsible for, it's like, I don't even want to do that anymore. Like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> it was just protection. And so I've had to let go of the attachments to the ways that I even saw myself, the ways that I labeled myself, the identities that I created. And it became harder to make myself do a hard workout. And it became harder to make myself follow that checklist. And to do all of these other more like very structure and order type of things in my life. And I was like, oh my goodness. What, what is this? But as I, like I said, as I let go of those, I've only felt more of you, more of your love, but then the need, the need for you to be that structure for me because I've stepped out in my own system of that masculine and so it has to be filled. 
if I want to, if I want to deepen into as big of my feminine essence that I can be, I have to have the masculine. I ha so now I've recognized the more I go this way, the more I need you to be that way. Cause now like our, our circle together of that yin yang is even bigger. Right. And so for me, I've had to surrender to the fact that I can't do this on my own. If I, if I'm if I want to truly deepen and surrender to my soul, that means letting you fully be the masculine all the way, all of my structure and order. And thankfully <laughs> you receive that with so much strength and willingness and ability and capability and amazingness and all that you are. This really gets at the concept of depending on each other. Yeah. Where I want to go next with this because you mentioned walls. Mm -hmm. And when I like when I talk about walls, you know, I think you said, like, you can't hurt me. But really, they come out as, I can do it all by myself. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. that's the way it gets put out there, yeah. is I don't need you, because in some way, I learned or, or believed that I learned, because a lot of times we're doing this when we're three <laughs> or four. Yeah, early in our life. And, you know, we're young children, and, you know, mom doesn't have time to play with us and we take it as she doesn't love me mm -hmm. or maybe mom is a real piece of work and actually doesn't give you the attention that you that you need mm -hmm. or somewhere in the middle it doesn't really matter in this context because how we can react to that is okay i don't need you i'll do it myself i'll take care of myself i will source my own love i will i will do it myself if i want it done right i'll do it by myself so, you know, men being the, you have to go back to episode eight to really get into the nuance of this, but men being the more sensitive, the more emotionally sensitive of the two masculine feminine beings, the masculine is an emotionally sensitive um, polarity. So our walls as men, as masculine beings, tend to go up around our hearts to protect us from being hurt, which then ends up keeping love out mm -hmm. and pushing love away because like, I will find a way to feel okay in myself without counting on you because like, your chaos feels dangerous or I don't think I can trust you or count on you to show up. Let's talk about that word sensitive real quick. Because that's another one from my past that I would hear people say, you're so sensitive, you're so sensitive. And it was like this eh, connotation when people would say it. And what I heard that word to mean without even looking up the definition would be is you just cry too much. You just get your feelings hurt too much. Yeah. And to me, when I hear like the masculine is the sensitive energy, it's because you are built to receive the emotional chaos of the feminine mm -hmm. and as love as love and create structure to that 
and an order to that chaos and create with it exactly the queen of unintentional <laughs> segues <laughs> so good at that yeah because like we put those men build those walls around our hearts and then we can't let love in and we don't yep. let women love us and we try to like basically shut down our feeling rather than being able being able to receive hers because we can't trust that hers is going to be there for us when we need it or that it's not going to hurt us so let me ask you this because when you, when i hear you say we don't let love in mm -hmm. you would also say in our past before you understood any of this before we went down the, these journeys early on in our marriage let's hit that way you would have said that you felt loved by me, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then you still recognized, oh, I actually have walls around my heart. So you're not completely feeling the depth of the love. Right. Right? Yeah. Wasn't letting, wasn't letting it all in. Mm-hmm. So then, the, but then those walls for the feminine do the same thing in the opposite way right because they're they tend to be emotional walls for the masculine yeah. for the feminine they tend to be physical walls like i'm going to do it for myself i'm going to create my own structure i'm going to like make all of the decisions mm -hmm. i'm going to fill in this gap that i feel in my life where i don't feel anyone else taking control mm -hmm. and i'm just going to have to do it mm -hmm. and be the decision maker to be the like the one in charge because somebody has to and nobody else is and so here's something that I've like we learned this all in our relationship so but the other thing that I see in some single women is that need to like figure out my life plan and like be that visionary forward thinking and this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I want out of life and how even that is its own masculine wall because you're like where does the guy have to penetrate your life right right so like it's not just in relationships that this well obviously I'm speaking once that that woman would get in a relationship so but my point, I, I'm just bringing attention to the different ways that this plays out even outside of a relationship, that wounding, that wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and walls can keep love out, will keep love out, whether someone is single, walking around with those walls and dating. Yeah. Or in a relationship like we had been for 10 years before we started down this. Mm -hmm. And not even realizing all the ways that we kept each other's love out from each other despite both of us saying of course he loves yeah. me i feel his love yeah. <laughs> and now if we like, if we went back and lived in our old way of being neither and knew what we know now neither one of us would have would feel very loved by each other no no so letting those walls down is it's essential 
but in order to be able to let them down, a part of what has to be present is trusting that your partner is going to show up for you. Right. Because for me to let the walls down around my heart means I'm letting go of my own ability to basically figure out and protect my emotional self and do it whether or not you show up and give me all of your love. Like, right. which is what I, how I went through most of my life, like protecting myself from the fear of not being loved mm-hmm. and not receiving the, the volume of love that I felt like I needed. Right. So for me to let those walls down, I need tr- to trust that you're going to show up there with it because now if I drop those, I'm incredibly vulnerable to being left essentially hanging dry, like hung out to dry. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable and like one word that kept coming to me as I've let go of more things. It's just feeling exposed. Yeah. And so open in a way that the trust had to be there. The trust was there because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get to this place. So for you, I'll let you speak to whatever this has been like for you, but I know for you letting down the walls in the the physical, essentially in letting go of control meant that you needed to trust that I was going to show up and make solid decisions and, and take the lead. So you didn't have to. So what was that like for you? Um, well, kind of something, a point that I made earlier, it was really recognizing that the ways that I created the structure and order for myself was just a protection mechanism, was just this false trying to create safety to get myself to the life that I thought I wanted. Mm -hmm. And what was truly underneath all of that was this desire to feel loved simply put because I didn't feel it and so it was always like well if I am if I have that body or if I'm there or whatever then I can feel loved by myself or you know whatever and so there was just this like recognizing that so many of the things that I tried to control and put so much emphasis on didn't really matter in the physical. (laughs) And so, like, I had so much of your support and your guidance and your wonderful um, intelligence. And so realizing some of these things for myself became easier and easier on the ways that I controlled but what really had to come what I had to come face to face with was the fact that I didn't trust myself and I had to grieve the ways that I fucked that up in the past the ways that I self-abandoned in the past and rebuild that trust with myself because when I when I recognize that so many of this physical world stuff really doesn't matter, 
but what does matter is trusting myself to give you all of my emotional experience, no matter what, without fear of how you're going to receive it is, is when I, when I recognize that I can trust myself to do that, the trusting you felt so much easier. Also easier. Also, well, I, I can't speak to all the ways that you were showing up for me. I mean, that had to be there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like the strength and the confidence you that I experienced from you in your own ability was so, I don't even know the right word. I'm just going to say helpful to me is like hearing the words, I've got you. And like just witnessing how you continuously showed up for me every single day. Like there was no, I I eventually came face to face with like, Dawn, you got to do your part. (laughs) Right? That hit you pretty hard. It did. It very much did. Like I, I recognized the, the, um, imbalance of how much you were giving to me and all of a sudden it was like that was another way that I controlled my own desire and expression and all of that was I had to blast that wall open and wow did that feel incredible is to let all of that come alive and like I didn't even know this desire to like the people pleasing thing that was so small even in relation to this desire that's come forth out of this love. And so now I feel like the walls around my heart are just opened and I want to say can't close again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely not from the emotional pain of the past. There's no, there's, there's not that blocking of that. And so I don't know if I really answered your question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. In my chaos over here. Um, but the self-trust piece was an, so crucial so that I trusted myself to be me, to show up. Well, and I think especially what I saw you doing was trusting yourself to speak up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. like share my emotional expression no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which means like getting pissed at me if I did something to piss you off. Yeah. And also giving all of the affection that you feel. Yes. And then the desire, sharing all of what those desires are Mm -hmm. without the attachment to the having and the outcomes and all of that or controlling anything about the beauty that you get to create from that chaos. Mm-hmm. of all of the wants and the desires. So creating beauty out of the chaos for me is really a, a matter of first being able to have my own walls gone. Yeah. To have a healed heart where if you are angry at me, instead of getting defensive, instead of having my own ego rise up or somehow trying to make excuses and get evasive, um, instead without walls with my 
like being able to be vulnerable if I've done something to piss you off now I am able to stand there and not get triggered or upset even if you were mad at me because now I'm seeing you I'm feeling you reacting to something that I did and I'm able to witness the results of my actions and I can receive that as really valuable feedback and information and I have to be able to do that even in the things where it might have been the absolute hardest where I would have been the most defensive even if I was wrong because I'm not perfect like I make mistakes and sometimes I upset you mm-hmm. but it's not about not upsetting you it's about being able to receive the upset and then create something out of that meaning take responsibility for it own what part is mine without blaming myself or getting down on myself for not being good enough and then taking what I've learned and moving on and doing better going forward leading better going forward and like my experience in that if I like get angry at something that happened my role in that is sharing how you made me feel how Mm -hmm. your decision made me feel and not attaching myself to the anger and accepting the fact that you are human and you might make a decision that doesn't go as you wished so I have to surrender to life sometimes just happening and Mm -hmm. not be so attached to a perfection of the outcomes like right. that was a that was another valuable moment for me that completely opened my ability to surrender call it one step deeper in letting go of the ways that I projected that desire for perfection and again it, it's just control it's have it trying to have my way and fact of the matter is life doesn't always go the way you think you wanted but it does happen for you and so being willing to receive all of the beauty in when it isn't quite what you thought (laughs) so then to bring this conversation full circle the whole point of this over time for us has been I've continued to step further and further into the masculine role into the dominant role into being structure and order for myself and also for you and for us yeah you have continued to surrender to become to go more into the feminine role to the submissive role becoming more chaotic more emotionally expressive and at times through this process we've called each other forward like yeah because if you were outpacing me and this happened several times over the last several years where you were just kind of letting go of a lot mm-hmm. and a lot was unwinding in you and you would come to me come to me and say i need more dominance yep and i didn't know what that meant you had no idea what you were asking for <laughs> but now i recognize that i was asking for more structure and order mm-hmm. and there were times where I was stepping forward in my own side of things and I had to call you forward into like 
I need you to let go. Like you were grabbing really hard onto this thing mm -hmm. that is holding both of us back. Yep. So I hope, you know, I hope that adds some, some context to why dominant submissive isn't better and worse or like the one who gets everything and the one who just gets used but really is an equal and opposite like equal through opposite yeah because my like i don't feel less than i feel so loved and cherished more than i ever have in my life and the amount of I've said this word before, like liberation I feel in allowing you to be the masculine for myself so I don't continuously control this essence of me that is here to be experienced by me, by you, by anyone that I come in contact with. And so I, my eyes have really been open to the level of surrender is really this all the ways that it's controlling my own experience of life and keeping it small when we're here to experience life big and i have i feel so much freedom in letting you be the structure and the order like yeah. more and more and more it's incredible and that's really what we've been experiencing together lately mm -hmm. is this experience of going farther and farther and farther into that like how how far can we go? Mm -hmm. What is it like if we take it all the way? Right. How good can this get? How good can it get? Because every time we've gone farther into, like, essentially going away from each other, yeah. like me being more and more of this, you being more and more of that, um, it's just made, ev it's set everything on fire. Mm -hmm. So I've witnessed you feeling more freedom by having me take more control yep providing more structure and setting more boundaries and and rules for yep. you and at the same time as i've as i've done that and you've felt more freedom that has set something free in you that has just poured more and more into me yep and that passion and desire only continues to the flames yeah. continue to get bigger. <laughs> Keeps getting hotter over here, guys. <laughs> and, you know, that's after almost 15 years together now. Yeah. And that's like that's what makes this feel so special is yep. 15 years into into a relationship that's always felt good. Somehow it just keeps getting better. Right. And that's the that's the benefit of what it is that we're doing here and and why it feels so special to both of us and why we keep, like you said, seeing how good it can get. Yep, and you keep hearing I want more. <laughs> we can do a whole episode on the insatiable <laughs> nature of the receptive feminine. That sounds fun. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who tuned in for this episode. I hope it was really helpful to you and to maybe an understanding a little bit more about what 
the whole idea of masculine dominance and order and structure has to do with being kind and loving and what femininity and submission and surrender and chaos and emotionality has to do with being love because this is how we we go really into a 100 100 relationship versus a 50 50 relationship where it's a hundred percent on both sides <laughs>